0: Lou and Matt for breakfast. The Borders 105.7 Triple M.
1: The Borders James Willard just experienced something, Lou, that 99.9% of us will never experience. And that is a knock on the door and people presenting you with Olympics kit and not stuff that you'd buy, you know, from some knockoff shop. No. But no. the
2: real thing, Lou. I know. Pretty amazing.
1: He's the Borders Olympic trap shooter, of course. And um, the Olympics is just a few weeks off, it's a very different Olympics. Though this time around Let's have a chat with uh, James And see how he's feeling about it all Before um, he heads off later on this month James Willett, good morning
2: Hello. So James, um, obviously it's been a long time Coming this Olympic Games And uh, it, it looks like uh, well, Fortunately for all the athletes It's definitely going ahead um, On the 23rd of July Is when it all starts Is it? Is it going to be vastly different For you from a normal Olympics
0: yeah so it'll be a fairly different experience from what you know what rio was uh very limited crowds now um yeah i mean the whole the whole experience going in really really close to the event and then getting out straight after the event um but you know the the shooting's going to be the same as what we normally experience it's just going to be the uh the olympic experience isn't going to be the same but um you know, we just got to make the most of what what we're getting thrown and, and just try and, um, you know, do the job that we've got to do over there and, and just try and put our best performance forward.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, I suppose from your perspective, I mean, the alternative is no Olympics. So, I mean, you obviously would rather have one, even if it's not quite the way it usually is.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it could have been cancelled altogether, which would have been, you know, a lot worse for us as athletes. So, you know... It, they're trying to do their best to run the Games as safely as they can and we've just got to sort of roll with the punches, I guess, and, and uh, you know, just just make the most of the opportunities we do get to, to represent the country at the Olympics, so...
2: James, um, how um, long before the Games start will you be in Village?
0: Uh, so five days we'll be in the Village before our event, so each event sort of comes in roughly that five days before, uh, so we compete... Um, very limited sort of you know movements other than other than training and, and competing um and then we sort of have to have to be out within 48 hours so we're sort of straight in compete and then sort of straight out wow. and then back to back to hotel quarantine back in australia when we get back so my my whole trip in the end is going to be Seven and a half weeks away, we uh, we're up in in the staging camp now, in in like a oh. isolation bubble in Queensland. Gotcha. So up in up in Queensland now, and then uh, we we fly directly out to the games, and then back for quarantine. So yeah, nice so of them to days. put you
2: in Queensland though, where it's at yeah, least a
0: yeah, bit the, warm. <laughs> the weather's been really nice up here, so it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's been good, and um, yeah, we're as a shooting team up here, so it's been it's been good and and uh, training well. So yeah.
1: Yeah, nice. Now, we were talking about this last time. The world rankings at the moment aren't representative of everyone, really, because the Europeans have been having their competitions, So they're, they're right up the top, and you've kind of gone down the rankings. But do you reckon they'll be looking over their shoulders and just going, you know, we, we think we're going along beautifully at the moment, but there's James Willett, and we haven't been fi- uh, shooting the against unknown. him for ages, and you're just going to swoop in.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's obviously affected the world rankings, but um, but yeah, I mean, you, you never know at the Olympics who's who's really going to be performing well on the day. So um, yeah, it's, it's going to be um, trying to come through on the day, and, and yeah, just try and be the, the dark horse, I guess, over the last year. <laughs>
2: well, obviously, even though you haven't been competing in all the European comps that you normally would, I'm guessing that you've been training just as hard as you normally would.
0: Yeah, that's right. I've I've had the opportunity, the range on the farm, and and uh, plenty of domestic competitions. So, um, yeah, I won't I won't be going in there cold. That's for sure. But yeah, it's just going to be uh, a, a different lead up, I guess, to what I'm normally yeah. used to and what I I'd find ideal. But uh, but yeah, no, I know, I know what's ahead of me and what I've got to do over there. So i will be uh, be doing my best and trying to represent yeah Australia, you know, the best I can over there. So it's really good. looking forward to it.
1: James Willett, we're going to talk to you again. Uh, hopefully before you leave as well, maybe a few days out or whatever. Um, So we won't wish you all the best right now because we're going to save it for our final chat. But thank you so much for joining us and talking us through how you feel in the preparation with only just a few weeks to go to the Olympics. Thanks, mate.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me on.
1: There he is, uh, local Olympic trap shooter, James Willett. And it is, of course, NADOC week, a celebration of the history, culture and achievements of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. And the Albury Tigers and Hoppers are going to be wearing awesome-looking Indigenous uh, Guernseys this weekend for their game at the Albury Sports Ground. Now, Tigers star Dean Hetter collaborated with local artist John Murray for, for their Guernsey, and he joins us. Uh, Dean, good morning.
3: Oh, Good morning, thank you.
2: It's a fantastic-looking jersey, Dean. Is this the first time that you guys have had an Indigenous jersey for the round?
3: Yeah, definitely. So um, it's certainly been uh, in the talks for a while, but, uh, yeah, the first time we've we've managed to get it off the ground, which has been great. Um, All
1: right. Now, talk us through your design. So I'm looking at a picture of it now. I mean, it looks absolutely sensational. It's got a beautiful uh, moth design and then an interesting kind of symbol. Talk us through... Um, what your jumper kind of talks about.
3: Yeah, no dramas. Uh, firstly, um, the jumper was designed by a local um, Aboriginal artist, John Murray. Uh, he's a Yorta Yorta man. Um, and basically when I, I went to him, I wanted something that represented Albury. Um, and so basically the story of the jumper is that the Bogom moth, um, which is kind of renowned for this area, used to migrate from... Up around Canberra Way and make its way up through the Alpine region, um, and so as they, the Bogan Moss were coming through Albury, um, the different, well, the many different tribal groups that kind of represented Albury and Wodonga and, and, and some of the other surrounding areas would come together, and it would be yeah. the time that they would it. The, it would be the time that they would come together and um, and uh, meet and also share food.
2: Yeah, amazing.
3: Yeah, it was fantastic.
2: So these, I mean, obviously, you know, we here uh, have heard growing up about the Dreamtime stories and the different stories about the different Indigenous peoples in our country. Um, But... It it always amazes me, the connection to the land is so strong. So it's always the, the gathering places and things that happen in these stories is is quite often attached to, you know, the migration of certain animals or certain times of the year. It's quite an, an amazing history, isn't it?
3: Yeah, 100%. It's, um, you know, certainly something I'm really proud of uh, to be uh, a First Nations person and, you know, the, the many stories that, you know, come from that is... Uh, yeah you know, it's, it's always remarkable to be able to sit down with your elders and, and hear these different stories about you know the traditional times and and the, you know how tribal groups used to come together and it was often based around you know the, the harvesting of food and hunting yeah. and, and so forth so it was, yeah it was really fantastic
1: all right now um I heard that you were planning some other Nadoc activities for the for the club so what what have you also got planned apart from the uh,
3: the job? yeah? Yeah, so last night uh, after training, we uh, brought the uh, boys and the, the netballs to come in and uh, Johnny Murray delivered a, a, a bit of a cultural session with the, with the guys. Um, Fabulous. Yeah, it was really important. Something that we, uh, we wanted to, to do as part of this NAIDOC re-ground is to, you know, encourage uh, cultural awareness and, you know, and, and it was really well received. Everyone uh, jumped on board and, you know, uh, Johnny's just an amazing... Speaker and you know, he speaks with a lot of passion. So that was really good. The other things we've got uh, planned is uh, tomorrow, just before the match, we have a Welcome to Country by uh, Pastor Darren uh, Whiten. Great. Um, yep. We
2: love Darren. He's he lo-
3: yeah, a great job local, Definitely local elder. And uh, we also have a local uh, Aboriginal man, um, Benji Davis, who's going to come and do a. He's going to play Didge. Um, so they're a couple of the pre match. Uh, things And then after the game, we're, we're going to uh, have Johnny and, and a few other local community members come up uh, who are going to speak to, the, hopefully, the many crowd that come. Um, just about the, awesome. the local history and, and a bit about the jumpers. And also they're going to present uh, the best on ground with a a Indigenous round ball.
1: Man, that oh, is wonderful. fantastic. What great initiatives for Nadoc Week. Uh, the games of the Albury Sports Ground, it is uh, Albury against the Hoppers and the Guernseys look absolutely sensational. Uh, Dean Hader, thanks so much, mate, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon.
3: No, thank you, and uh, appreciate it.
2: So, Matt, uh, I have been spending a lot of time, in fact, way too much time thinking about masks because, oh, obviously, yeah. it's been the talk of the country, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, who's wearing masks, who's yeah. not wearing masks? Now, yeah. you know, if you're in New South Wales, you're wearing masks all the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So... I just got to thinking and I got to wondering and today I'd like to share with you my thoughts in Lou's Wonderwall.
1: Oh. You're
2: my Wonderwall. oh. Yes, indeed. So, the first thing I started wondering about, right, when I was thinking, wow, we're, we're doing a lot of mask wearing at the moment. Yes. Was, what about... The potential long-term ramifications of people always wearing masks. Now, I'm talking evolutionary changes, Matt. Oh. <laughs> now, if we're wearing masks all the time, we do not need a mouth. So people eventually, will we evolve with, if not no mouth, yeah. very tiny little mouths yeah. because we don't need them because we're wearing yeah. masks all the We've time. we got
1: straws, I suppose, to ingest. How would we get our nutrients? Oh,
2: osmosis. <laughs> I don't know. It's just I'm telling you, a these straw. are just things that have sta- maybe a little store. A things that I've started to wonder about. The other thing I'm wondering is yes. they're really annoying to keep on your head too. Masks, like yes. if the elastic's too tight, it hurts your ears and pushes them forward. If they it's are, too loose, true. they fall off, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Will we then evolve, Mister Spock style ears? That
1: would be handy. You know.
2: That would be handy, wouldn't it? Yeah, because I think then they won't fall off. They'll stay on properly. But then I came back to reality, all right? I came back to the real world, okay? Where all human beings were wearing masks. And I thought, there are some people that are being really adversely affected by the mask wearing, Mm -hmm. especially three groups of people. Number one. What about all those poor people that have spent an absolute fortune on lip injections oh, and yes. have been cultivating their trout pout for a very long time and now nobody gets to see it because they're wearing it's a mask a all the time? nightmare scenario, it's a bloody isn't it? bloody nightmare scenario, seriously. So true. Number two, number two, Matt, what about the people that have spent a bloody fortune on teeth whitening? They've oh, gone again. the whole Zoom treatment. They have got yep. the pearliest of pearly whites. Nobody gets to yeah. see him, Matt, because they can't tell if you're smiley. Well, they kind of can't because your eye might turn up a little bit because you've got smiley eyes. No teeth showing? No. Nuh-uh.
1: We won't need teeth when we don't evolve, them, when we evolve a non-mouth Correct.
2: face. Correct. That's so, so <laughs> true. <laughs> And then number three, and I really feel for this group of people. All the poor parents who've taken out a second mortgage to get braces for their children's oh, teeth, so yes. they'll have the bloody perfect set of teeth, and nobody gets to see those teeth. You've
1: just thrown away money, people. Oh,
2: bloody masks! <laughs> They're a nightmare. It's time
1: to talk all things footy with uh, former O and M champion, now Brock Burham star, the one and only Big Matty Cider. Matty, good morning. Morning, Matt. Morning, Lou.
2: How are we both? Yeah, very well, thanks. Up to round 12 already in the O&M.
4: Round 12 already. They've done very well to get this far, and I reckon they'll get a full season on after this. Yeah, that'll be
1: fantastic. All right, well, let's go through the games before we get to the game of the round, which is an absolute cracker. Over
4: to you, uh, Big Matty Cider. Uh beat Cora easily. Rovers will continue on by beating Lavi pretty comfortably. Yep. Myrtleford beat Yarrawonga and Aubrey will destroy North Aubrey. Oh, man. What so, will the score be there, do you think? In the 200s? Picking, oh, 200? Oh, uh, I I'd never want to pick someone losing by 200. I'll say 140. Oh wow!
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, it's tough times yeah. there, obviously, for the time. hoppers. But we want them to do. We want them to turn it around, and I'm sure well, they we will.
4: Definitely do. You want you want all clubs to be up and about and healthy and competitive, so it makes for a better cop. So, definitely.
1: Yeah. All right. But the game of the round, and I'm a I'm a bulldog <laughs> net these days, uh, Matty. As yes. you know, your yes. former
4: club. Yes, they've Good been going you, well. If, oh, I've been going so well. So last week they nearly knocked off undefeated Albury with a kick after the siren. Poor Wodonga coach Jordan had a shot after the siren to win the match and hit the post. Like, he could not have asked for a better finish. Like, look, I think Doggies would have won the hearts and the minds of all their supporters, and they got a lot of respect from that game. Like, that, they yep. did a really, really good job. So, yes, this is a match around Wodonga versus Raiders. Um, when they met at Anzac Day, I went to the game, they put in probably their worst performance for the year. Yes. And uh it kick started Raiders season two. So from that win, they've gone on and won two or three and four and got themselves in the five. So Bulldogs have redemption. Raiders need to keep winning to stay in the five. It is a very, very, very good game. All right, watch Well, i
2: have had a taste of it now from after oh, last boom. week. So
4: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So they can do it. They know they can their best footy can match it with yep. anyone. So what do you reckon? Doggies by 15 points.
1: 15 right. points.
4: And I noticed that the percentage, the Raiders'
1: percentage is pretty terrible, to be honest. It's 89, which is well behind anyone above them on the ladder
4: and below the Doggies as well. So and It is, but they're two games clear in the five. So Doggies have to win this. If they win this, they're only one game out of finals and with a better percentage. So it's it's, yeah, go Dogs. Good Do or die. Do or die. Go for it. All
1: yes. right. Well, uh, there's only one more thing to do, Lou, and that's to check in on Brock Burham. Yeah. Obviously, in the Hume League, uh, who are you guys playing this weekend, Matty?
4: We play the raging flag favourites, Osborne, who are undefeated. They yeah. haven't. No one's got within seven or eight goals of them. So we, yeah, we're sitting forth and we're travelling along okay. Just going, yeah, just we're starting to play okay footy, so it'll it'll be a good match. So
1: didn't yeah, you say? Didn't you say a while back that they should shut Osmond down because it's not a real town?
4: Well, I wanted them out of the border bubble, so.
2: Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's harsh. Yeah,
4: I know. Just oh. kick them, get them out. Get them that's out. setting yeah. things up and, nicely. And, and they are not a real town; they're just a football club. <laughs> oh, he is setting yeah. it up nicely, Lou. It's Luke. a football club, isn't it? It's a very, very successful football club, but yeah, grudge match.
1: No yeah, I love it. Yeah. All right, Paddy. I,
4: I hate <laughs> them. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah,
1: good. There he is, 2016 Morris medalist, the the great Matty Sider. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon. (laughs) See you, guys. And Now, picture the scene, Lou. It was a a cold Tuesday, and I was Mm -hmm. in Brad Jones's uh, office. We were all rugged up, obviously, and uh, Brad was tearing his hair out, uh, a local V8 supercar boss, because V8 supercars had just thrown everyone a curveball by saying they're doing two weeks up in Townsville. And I said, Brad... In a few days' time, we will call you on Friday and you'll be up there in Townsville. The sun will be shining and your shorts will no doubt be on and life will seem very different. So let's first confirm whether that's the case. Brad Jones joins us. Brad, are you in shorts?
5: (laughs) No, ask me if the sun is shining.
1: All right, is the sun shining? Not much. Oh, geez, that's disappointing. That's the first mark against Townsville. Ask me if I'm in shorts.
2: But are you wearing shorts? (laughs) I am wearing
1: shorts. He is wearing shorts, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and his life a little bit better because, you know, you're in the warmth now, Brad. Oh, I even went for a
5: walk yesterday with our gloves on, so it was quite nice. <laughs> it is nice to all go right.
2: anywhere without gloves on. So
1: two two w- weekends in a row now up in Townsville. It was a last-minute yeah. decision, but, I mean, we've got to get the racing in and in this crazy new world. So uh, how are you feeling about it all? I mean, is it all going to work well from your perspective? Well,
5: uh, I hope so. I mean, it's, my life's been a bit crazy, to tell you the truth. I mean, Jetstar cancelled all our flights on Tuesday or Monday or something uh-huh. for the Wednesday cruise. So, anyway, we're all sort of sorted out and we're all here, which is a good start. This was a pretty good place for us last year. And uh, um, while 12 months things change, you know, car setup, track surface, all those weather all, yep. all have an impact... I'd like to think that, um, you know, this is, this is one of the tracks that, um, that we sell on. So I'm hoping we're going to have a good weekend.
2: So um, is there – last time we spoke, we spoke about um, the different tyres. Are those tyres still in play that we talked about last time?
5: No, unfortunately not. And I felt like our car was very good on that tyre. So it had to generate a bit more grip. So um, we're back onto what is our soft tyre. Yeah, it was the
1: super-duper soft tyre last time.
5: Can can you believe they didn't embrace that name? (laughs) I I don't know. The super-duper. They're coming in the pits. They're going to put on the super Duper. Yeah, (laughs) I I like it. Yeah, I It's a bit confusing
2: with the icy pole, so. Yeah,
5: maybe I didn't pitch it hard enough. Maybe I need another go round. <laughs> yes. Maybe,
1: yes. So the just the standard soft tyres. Yeah,
5: standard <laughs> soft tyre. Yeah, it yeah, still still should be way, all right. Though.
1: Actually, you got pole. Uh, I remember. Uh, well, t- uh, Todd Hazelwood got a pole. Nick got a pole. Um, Perk yeah, got a pole out- as well. Last year. Yeah,
5: we locked out the grid, the front row, last year. So, so you know, they expect, look, that's a pretty hard thing to do. Last year, the only people that did that were 888, us and DJR. So very, very difficult to do that. Um, but I th- I feel like we had good pace with the cars last year. And, and um, so, you know, really yeah. chomping at a bit to get out there and have a run. It's Let's been a it. long break from our last one. And, um, you know, it's just pleasant to be thinking about car racing, not COVID, to be
2: honest. Yeah, no, fair enough. But just, sorry, just to bring it back to Earth and the COVID oh, situation. Oh, no, Lou, don't do it. Um, oh, now, are oh. there a lot of Sydney teams, um, Brad? And if so, are they racing?
5: No, um, no one no. So okay. there's there's, there's one or two, many, isn't there? Well, Techno's called Team Sydney, but they've got a base also in Brisbane. So, oh, okay. Um, techno, so they're sort of like got a sign, you know, <laughs> Sydney, uh, but it points into the building. So, yes. so or maybe someone that runs the uh, phones there is named Sydney. I don't know, but anyway, it's called Team Sydney. So, so they're not actually in Sydney, I don't think. At the, well, they're not because they're here. Yeah, so, yeah. gotcha. So, gotcha. But supercars is based in Sydney, so a lot of people from head office of haven't been able to attend. Right. And and what a lot of people did was, after Darwin, they stayed out of Sydney, which was pretty smart. Yeah, it's yeah. a good
1: idea. At yeah. the best of if times. you can. All right, Brad Jones, local V8 supercar boss. I can't wait. Two weekends in a row of awesome racing and on a track that you guys usually do very well on. So really looking forward to it. Brad Jones, thanks so much. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Chat next week.